No joke, I gained an inch moving to Austin, so I'm curious to see if I lose an inch moving back to New York. Did oh, you really? Because of the humidity. I know. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds so crazy, but I really did. That's wild. Yeah. I don't know if it's like stress, <laughs> yoga. How long like did it take? Space. Uh, good question. I don't, I guess whenever I got my license, because they like measure, because I was like, I'm like staunchly 5'3". And then they measured me and I was like, I was perfectly five, four. And I, and I was kind of like, I did notice my, sh- my pants being like a little shorter, but I was just like, whatever, who cares? Like, huh. that's, I'm just like, don't pay attention or something. Well, and I put it all together. Y- you, you, you know why that is? No. Brennan, everything is bigger in Texas. Everything's <laughs> bigger in Texas. <laughs> Including the people. Yeah. Yeah. That, that just proves it. Yeah. Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, yeah! Hey everybody, welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review all the DCOMs from A to Xenon. My name's Brandon, and I'm having a bad hair day! My name's James, and I got rid of my hair. My name's Brennan, and I don't know what hair is. My name's Ryan, and I have better hair, and I'm taller than every president that's ever been the president. <laughs> Hell that's yeah. true. That is true. Fuck you, Obama. <laughs> we do a podcast about DCOMs. Uh, this time, we picked Bad Hair Day, the 2015 DCOM starring some people that I recognize but don't really know. Uh, I had to look it up. One of them is from Austin and Allie, a show I never watched. And one of them is the mom from Good Luck Charlie, a show I kind of watched. It's about making a movie for a baby. <laughs> what? I would like to bring yeah. up the fact that you said we picked out this movie. And I want our listeners to know that three out of the four of us had no say in this piece of shit. <laughs> okay. All right. First off. I, I always give you guys, like, a day to pick a movie. I'll just put it in the chat, like, hey, anybody who wants to pick a movie, go right ahead. This and nobody true. sends me anything. This so then true. I just, I, I scroll through. It's like a roulette wheel. I just scroll through the link, and then I land on something. And um, that's how we got Bad Hair Day. Super fair, but I'm putting you in movie-picking jail. That's fine. Somebody else can pick the next one. And I'm, I'm excited for that. Okay. But before we get into anything else, we're called the Tipsy Panel for a reason. Why? We got a drink. We got a little drinky drink here. James is our mixologist. He made a real good drink. What is it? It is called a Tommy gun because this movie needs a gun. Yeah. There's no guns at all. We'll get into it. Uh, but this is from a bar in San Francisco. I basically picked a uh, drink with a gun in the name. Uh, so it's <laughs> two ounces of bourbon or any other whiskey, uh, one ounce of Cointreau or triple sec, same thing. Uh, a teaspoon of apricot jam, which was mm. the surprise. Uh, lemon, ginger, like slices of lemon and ginger, and then the juice of half a lemon. Uh, you muddle the ginger and the lemon and the apricot jam in the bottom of a shaker, add ice, add your liquor, shake that up, and serve it over more ice. It's ice. pretty tasty. Oh my God. I, does anyone even listen to our podcast past James drinks? I don't know, but it it's, is the it's, highlight. It's truly we truly climax at the beginning, and then everything else is just a valley. 
Tommy yeah, we, we gun. go <laughs> Tommy gun surgery. <laughs> we go in the, the reverse clash. order. We should just do all the, the BS first and then make people wait to get to the drinks. Yeah, you got a good point. But, you know, instant gratification is what we're all about. Hey, everybody, I know you want to make this drink. And you can because we're going to post it on our Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Go check it out. Go make the drink. Go drink the drink. Enjoy it and tell us how much you liked it. James, is that like a variation on a drink? You know how sometimes it's like a Manhattan, but it's tooled up or something? You know, is that is this one of those things? This might be like a penicillin. I see. Because um, penicillin's usually scotch. I don't know about apricot. It's. I would say that's what it's close mm-hmm. to. Yeah. We've done a penicillin on the show before, and yeah. it did not have apricot. But I got to say, the apricot's a really nice It's touch. a little extra little thing. It's, yeah, it cuts the lemon. Yeah, and actually, the idea of using any jam in a drink is not bad because it's just going to dissolve and make it like really sweet and fruity. If you don't have fresh fruit, you're probably second best with any type of jam. Yeah, I really like it. Well, give it a try. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. um, Before we talk about the plot of the movie, we do this, we do a segment where we all try to guess the plot of the movie. And guys... I fucking nailed this did, one. Did you? I can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, go back and look through our, I our text chain. This. I texted James about this because when I did my treatment, James was the only one who I knew was already watching the movie. And I I don't think I could have been closer if I tried. It was incredible. So let, let, let's do some tipsy treatments. Um, this movie uh, came out in 2015. It's called Bad Hair Day. And my tipsy treatment was... I think this is going to be one of those classic briefcase swap movies. Wow. Where the prom girl accidentally takes like a necklace or something, but in this necklace is, you know, it's it's some big evil MacGuffin, and the cop is chasing her to protect her, and the bad guys are chasing her to take it from her. Hmm. Now, all, all I looked at was the poster, and while I do admit that on, you know, looking at it again later, I noticed that she is pointing to a necklace. Wow, she is. I didn't see that when I did the treatment. <laughs> I just what? saw a girl with bad hair in a prom dress and a cop yelling at her. In the poster, she's literally pointing to her hair and her necklace. She's going <laughs> like this. No one can see what I'm doing. but I can see, and it's great. But yeah, I, I nailed it. That's almost exactly what this movie is. It has a literal briefcase swap. It does. I can't believe that. Yeah. A plus. I, you want, like, I don't know how we'll ever get closer than that. No, I've peaked. This is yeah. this is my, my moment, and everything is downhill from here, so I'm savoring this while I can. I did so well. Yeah, I mean, mine was... Close as well, but not nearly as close as that because you nailed so many of those tropes. Mine was um, an unforeseen event causes a problem. <laughs> Very <laughs> there, I know that is true though. An unforeseen Ryan, event. Y- you two nailed it. Yeah, no, I I should also get an A plus. Um, but that unforeseen event causes an intelligence agent to begin tracking the girl, and hijinks ensue. Girl overcomes obstacles like driving because there was a car in the poster. Bad that, hair, that. evil, and boyfriend. Yeah, all yeah. four of those things, exactly. But then ultimately the agent helps the girl with some of those problems, and then um, the two go to prom together. So That's pretty good. That, yeah. yeah. It, but if Brandon hadn't set the bar so high, we'd be wowing at this. But uh, No, I, I am wowing, true. because the, the, the four driving. things that you cite are like exactly the things she has to overcome, which is very impressive. <sighs> and independence is the other thing. Oh, that's true. But mm-hmm. you that's you nailed it. Yeah. Wow. 
Well, I thought it was going to be more of like a coming of age event, not a prom, you know, maybe like a sweet 16 or something. And that like at the stroke of midnight, something supernatural would happen, like her hair was going to get all wild and crazy from from her new hormones Mm -hmm. and uh, secret agent. Maybe your parents go missing. I failed. Well, a parent did go missing, but before the movie, like 15 years before the movie. Yeah, we will get into that. Also, um, I also thought there was going to be a supernatural thing while watching the movie, because when we get our introduction to the quintessential bad guy, he like swoops in from the background like a vampire. So like I thought this movie was going to take a turn. I had um, I did. So the tagline on the poster, it's really grainy, but it did say like the road to prom can be a big, hairy mess. Oh, which is <laughs> guys so guys. true yeah my god i've ain't, been saying this for years ain't it the truth um so i think i obviously the woman next to her is a cop in the poster but i said that they weren't related which was true i was like it could be a family member it could not uh but i went with their not and that turned out to be right um she needed to get to prom i thought that it was going to be like she was accused of a crime and it looked like she did it but she had to like prove that she didn't somehow uh, so that was off. But I think we all kind of like nailed it on this one. This is the perfect example to show that if you put any four people in a room together, they could write a decom. Any four people. And we're not just any four. No. To be fair, we have been doing this a long time, but I do truly think that any four people who have yeah. different ideas of tropes can just write a decom. Yeah. Four monkeys, four typewriters. Let's go. Yep. Bing, bang, boom. Macbeth soon. <laughs> All right. Um, who's got opening remarks? You know what? Okay, I need an opening remark. Okay. I know I offered the floor, but I need to start with one thing and then and then whatever. Who's got this thing? Oh, wait. I've got this thing. <laughs> the first line of this movie. Well, I didn't realize until I looked back at my notebook. The first line of this movie is, I think it's how every movie should, should start. Monica, it's prom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, A sense of urgency right away, and that urgency is I gotta get to prom. She, I also feel like she said prom. <laughs> she goes, prom. Monica, it's prom. She was actually saying Purim. Oh, it's the <laughs> Jewish holiday. Yeah. Now, granted, I watch this movie on double speed like I normally do, but I'm waiting for the day where you tell us like I watched this on five times speed in 15 minutes. This one was actually very intelligible at double speed. In mm. case anybody wants to watch it but doesn't want to commit an hour and a half. <laughs> um, but even though I watched it sped up, which makes all the voices sound weird anyway, I thought I heard some weird accent stuff in there from the um, secret agent lady. Yeah. Aunt Hilda, whatever her name was. She's just, well, it's Liz, and she is a she's a cop that got thrown off the force. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. Um, but uh, no, she's... I, I don't think she's doing any, like, accent. She just sounds particularly American. Yeah. See, I thought that maybe she was um, non-American and she was acting... American. She's so, like, sarcastic and has such a mocking tone. Yeah, it's it's very interesting to hear, like, an adult do the Disney voice. Because, yeah. like, when a yeah. kid does it, it just sounds like a kid being dramatic. Yeah. But mm-hmm. when an adult does it, like, yeah, sure, she's got more practice. She's got more experience in the field of acting. But there is something off to it. Is that like, hey, slow down. What are you doing? Yeah. It sounds like they're, 
It sounds as if like they used to do Shakespeare and now their acting career is just doing Disney. I don't think that she has a bad acting career. I'm sure she's got Disney money. Like that can't be that bad. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. She's from Murray, Kentucky. Yeah, her trademark is Lee blonde Allen hair. <laughs> but oh, but she dyed her hair for this movie. Yeah, is that real? It red. <laughs> it's real enough that it's in the trivia section of IMDb. Lee Allen Baker dyed her hair brown just for this film, and nine <laughs> out of eleven people found this interesting. Nine out of eleven, huh? Sounds like a conspiracy to me. <laughs> yeah, I guess eleven people just thumbed it down. Well, two people said, like, that's boring. <laughs> I it. don't care. Maybe Got it was our it. boy from a few episodes back who um, kept a running tab of all the DCOM actresses. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We mm-hmm. should check in on him. <laughs> so I wonder how he's doing. My favorite thing about the uh, main, main teenager is that she we're introduced to her and she's hacking the mainframe oh my god yes. she mm-hmm. loves to hack the mainframe she writes computer codes that generate surveys where all of her all everyone she knows can vote on her hairstyles <laughs> and she got results immediately. immediately she's crowdsourcing all of her decisions including the one to date her boyfriend yeah which was <laughs> great she sure knew how to pick them yeah all i think everyone's like introductory scene is just like is just stupid enough to be hilarious when we meet the boyfriend it's in a conversation on the phone where she's asking him for a ride and she goes why can't what do you mean you can't give me a ride babe, and he just goes the orphans, the orphans babe they count on me i babe the orphans are waiting babe <laughs> i can't get through that line without there. laughing there's orphans out on the rocks babe <laughs> i mean he is supposed to be like you know beautiful yet soulless like like a he's like a golden retriever boyfriend. Yes, for sure. <laughs> the um, shit. What was I gonna say? Well, that's gone. Uh, oh no, he's wearing way too many bracelets. He's <laughs> wearing like fifteen Livestrongs in 2015. This yeah, is 2000. after the doping. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 a lot. That made we me were, hate him more than anything. We moved on to silly bands, my guy. You yeah. gotta get with the times. Come on, bro. Um, when, so Liz, the agent, not agent, former cop, now PI, I don't know. She changes her story all the time. Oh, she, you mean Liz McRogersberger? Yes. McRogersberger. <laughs> she finds out that somehow this girl, uh, Monica has gotten a necklace that is priceless, like truly priceless from a pawn shop. I don't know why that like, well, she does explain later how she kind of came to that conclusion but that's all she cares about is getting that thing back and all monica cares about is fixing her hair because the night before she slept with all of her shit in while crowdsourcing her hair her hair is a mess her dress is ruined her yeah. shoes are something they exploded they she put <laughs> foot expanders in them and it just tore them apart <laughs> but yeah all of these problems are so fixable it's yeah. like t- take a shower Shine your All shoes. Right. You got no time to lose. Mm-hmm. Get a new pair of shoes. It's fine. Just choose something else. Go with black. Sensible. Yeah. She didn't and even wash it out. She never washed her hair. No. Her hair is breaking off of her skull, literally. Mm-hmm. Just take a shower. I had the impression from the beginning of the movie that she was like a, like a hairfluencer. Like the fact that she got so many votes on the on this website she just made 
seemed to tell me like, oh, you have a lot of people watching you. You're probably, you know, an influencer. But instead, what this movie is positing is that every teenager is existing entirely on their phones. Yes. Like when they're at the mall and um, Monica sees that her friend Sierra is near her before she sees her five feet away from her. Right. She has to she has to use Pal Spotter, yeah. the fun app where you spot your pals. Exactly. And um, <laughs> main character's father is a nurse who's trying to get hip with technology and mm-hmm. You know, she's so embarrassed by his use of technology, which is not that embarrassing. It's a little cringe, but it's not like enough that she should react the way she does. But yeah, I guess that's what this movie is trying to say is that these damn kids can't get off the damn phones. So I think that this dad would have been a perfect decom dad if they just dropped that whole joke that he's trying to be hip. Like he'll like he'll. He'll end every, like, sentence he says or, like, every conversation that he has with his daughter has to end with, like, yo, yo trending, dude. When he, like, it's just such a ham-fisted thing. He could just, you know, speak normally right. and be a, a, a good dad. Oh, hey, sweetie, I've gone viral, yo. I miss you and I love you. <laughs> I'm at the hospital saving lives, yo. Peace. No, best thing about this dad though is that when he heard his he's a single dad and when that he heard when he heard his daughter was like you know having prom emergencies, he was like, "You want me to just not go to work?" And she was like, "But you have to be in the ER." And he was like, "So? <laughs> Who cares? You're my daughter." That was cool. I liked that. That was yeah. cool. I, are we doing the decom dad hour? Yeah, we are, aren't we? Like, I, I, we didn't announce it, but this is the decom dad hour, and my grade for this dad is an A minus. Yeah, I think the only thing that that takes it away is that they had to give him a gimmick when he didn't need a gimmick. He just had to be there. I give him an A plus. It's not his fault that the writers gave him a gimmick. A okay. plus. Fair. I give him an A plus too. I mean, yeah, he's out there saving lives. He cares about his daughter. A plus. There's no other dads in this movie. No other dads. And I'm gonna give him an A for American Hero. Hey, yeah. nurses are heroes. Never forget. Clap at seven o'clock. Thanks, essential workers. And boo at seven oh five for everyone who's not a hero. <laughs> boo at seven oh five for us. everybody who doesn't wear their face masks and who <laughs> rides a subway without a face mask and who uses plastic straws. Boo. Yeah, you know the Gulf of Mexico pipeline exploded, but it's the people with plastic straws that are the problem. I think. Well, don't get me into. I think turtles really overplayed that. I lay oh, upside down nose. and oh, I pour nose. I poured boxes and boxes of straws into my upside down nose and not one has landed in there and gone eight inches oh, up. Nose. So yeah, this is hurts. this is a turtle lobby. Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox. But <laughs> straws are being lobbied for by turtles lobbied against. You know what? B- turtles my live too long anyway. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what? That's we haven't leaned into that argument yet, but you're right. They live like 250 years. Tortoises. My Forget God. about it. Uh, sucking up essential resources like seaweed and small fish. Yeah, and why can't I lay my eggs on the beach? Why does it have to be their spot? Sure, yeah. it's their mating season, but when I go and I want to just lay my eggs on the beach, the the prevent the habitat guy's just like, nope, nope, can't be here. Got to get out of here. Excuse me, sir. You can't squat over that hole. Sir, you please put dug. your pants back on and vacate the premises. Come <laughs> on. Brandon knows why it's called a blowhole. Oh, uh, wink. <laughs> wink. 
So this was all in the movie. This yep. was the dirty marine hour. Hey, let's <laughs> so let's talk about when <laughs> let's talk about when the two main characters meet each other. Uh because I, I do I did like this scene. Um Me too. Liz, um good luck Charlie Mom shows up. Uh, dressed as an FBI agent. She's like, I'm an FBI agent. I'm looking for a necklace. I believe that it's here. May I come in? And Monica immediately, and this is great, goes to get an iPad and looks up what I could only assume is the Constitution and her rights. Yeah. So she could figure out like, okay, what can I do? What do you have to do? And she asks like, do you have a warrant? And she goes, no. And then Monica, within like 30 seconds, figures out you're not an FBI agent. Yeah. Oh, what? Did my Russian accent give it away? She was like, are you an American FBI agent? Yeah. Very, <laughs> very silly. Yeah, it was it was a funny scene. And then they get together because Monica, need, they, they both need something from each other. Uh, Liz, who is fake FBI agent, um, needs the necklace because, you know, then she can be reinstated on the force and be a cop again. And impress her mom. And then uh, Monica needs a ride to all of her errands so she can get ready for prom. And she, Monica does eventually invite Liz in. And Liz is like, oh, you're inviting me in now? And Monica goes, yeah, you're five foot one. What could you possibly do? <laughs> Which is a great line. I know we're skipping ahead a little bit, but it was a hell of a plot to us when we realized the police chief was... Uh, her Disgraced mom. detective's mother. mom. Yeah, didn't didn't need that, I don't think. I mean, I I felt that the whole like uh Liz is a mother figure to Monica thing was really dumb and did not need to be in the movie. Mm. But then we have another mother figure that they just put in at the end. Like they were really trying to get to 90 minutes. Come on, man. We're not talking about cinema here. This is a Disney Channel original movie. This is cinema. Uh, backing up for a second, Brandon inspired me to look something up on the Apple iTunes store, Apple App Store. Yes, what that's you, exactly what it's called, the Apple iTunes Apple App Store. Uh, <laughs> what do you What do you guys think the rating is for the United States Constitution app? Oh, out of whoa. five stars. Oh, okay, excellent. Out of five stars, I'm going to yeah. say three point seven. Yeah. Okay. So I yeah. think that it's really polarizing because I could see somebody being like one star. I tried looking it up in my car, and they still arrested me. So I'm going to go like three point four. If I'm going to go a little yeah. higher, three point nine. What if I tell you you have the option to choose your own color theme? Oh. Um, 4.1. I'm, I'm sticking with it. Yeah, me too. 1.5. Oh what? <laughs> it's that low? It's really low. Oh, Do people God. think that lowly of our preamble? I get what's is Prager you? That's like a stupid thing, right? I think. Oh, I oh fuck! Okay, don't talk about Prager. Oh, yeah, no, okay. oh, we can't get into Prager. If I'd known you that, here. I would have said that it was. A no, it's rating. it's different. But if you go, if you search the Constitution of the USA, there's two things that come up: Prager you and the United States Constitution. <laughs> wow. And actually, I'm sorry, three because also the Constitution of Turkey comes up from 1982. Oh, good. And what's the rating on that app? Um. I don't think anyone's downloaded it. I'm going to give it five stars. Mr. Yeah. Erdogan, take down this app. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh, we have fun. Here. Thank you. Good night. Hey, speaking of the App Store, why don't you go to the Disney Channel Tipsy panel and give us five stars? Why don't you go on the Apple iTunes Apple App Store and give me the give me the five uh, stars? We do have one great rating where somebody gave us one stars and says, "Can any podcast not be political for five minutes?" Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, we got hate mail because we got political. I think That's it's, awesome. I think it was when we were advocating for Bernie Sanders in the wow. primary elections of 2020. Oh, like that makes me so happy. I want to talk to that person, too. Please, hey, uh, give us a call. Call the DCTP hotline, 914-863-1613. If you're still listening after a year later when you decided you don't agree with our just opinions on the world, first of all, that's really funny. And second of all, please do call us. And third of all, wow. how the fuck did that turn out for you? <laughs> I think it turned out fine. We have a very moderate president who leans pretty far right. No, no, but how did that turn out for that person in particular? Oh, just in their life? Yeah. Probably not very well. Or or nothing changed. They're the 2%. Bernie Sanders. Um, did you guys <laughs> like the ruined. water polo hotties? I yes. liked the water polo Aiden, hotties. Aiden, Caden, Jaden, Braden, and, and <laughs> other Aiden. And other Aiden. <laughs> Yeah, that, they leaned into those names. I also would like to point out that uh, five people in a... There's nothing hot about five people in a sedan. Yeah. If you were driving a Wrangler, yeah, that would be cool. But <laughs> I, mean, I was saying this like, the other day, like, I don't have any... Do you guys have any Jeep people in your life? No. My dad used to drive he, Jeeps exclusively. Like I was one in Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. For, like, the first oh, yeah. like five or six years of my life, it was all Jeeps. Grand there's Cherokee just, Wrangler. There's so many Jeeps at, where I live in Austin, Texas, and it's just like I I don't like I don't have a resident Jeep guy. I don't and think you're a real Jeep guy unless you have a Wrangler, like either a two or four door. Where hold the well, top hold on, is sometimes no, 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 no. Take the because off. you're not a real Jeep guy until you have zero doors. <laughs> yeah, until it's like yeah. a fucking Barbie car. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Put a snorkel on that baby. Salt life sticker on the back. Salt. Oh yes. Yeah. Now we're talking customized spare tire uh, wrapper, whatever it's called. Yeah. And oh, yeah. One with like uh, instant. It's it says Jeep, but the E's are paw prints. Yep. Yeah. And, and yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Finishing touch. Finishing touch. Punisher sticker. Uh, yes. Possibly a thin blue line Punisher sticker. Yeah. Yes. But it, any Punisher sticker will do. Yeah. What right. is Punisher? Uh, it's basically saying he hates the cops, but he is a cop. I don't know. Basically oh. says that you he want to be criminals. able to murder civilians with impunity. Yeah, it's like it's, Punisher it and the Purge book? are close. Yeah, yes. He's a he's a superhero in quotations. God. He just he murders the fuck out of people. He's a super predator. <laughs> yeah. There's murdering and then there's really murdering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have second degree, first degree, and then just they, call, they just call it really murdering. He, he was the Punisher was created <laughs> in like the nineties, like late eighties, nineties, when like they Basically, they were like, why aren't comic books more violent? And Marvel was like, okay, let's just make one that's super violent. And he, like, feeds people the piranhas. Like, he fucks. It's just meant to be violent. He and fucks. It's, he fucks. <laughs> and it, it's, Ryan, you're exactly right. Like, it's the same people that are like, what if the purge was real? Like, <laughs> it's the same mentality. Can I like, redirect like for a second? Yes. I want to bring us back because uh, I think this is a good chance to talk about the villain in this movie who is just like... A James Bond type jewel thief. But he's French. But no, he's, he's British. British. Oh. He drives an Aston Martin. Uh, yeah, I was watching a the real movie Aston too real one. I was surprised. I thought it was a Porsche 911, but no, it's, it's an Aston Martin. That was Never a James forget. Bond car. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it was. Um, but I, James and I were talking about this on the walk over here. Uh, we think that he just needed a fucking gun. Like there, there. We need to override Disney's priorities for family-friendly movies. I think he just needed a gun because there were no stakes. None. They, we, I mean, the dad was tied up in the like just in one room over in a closet, and they go grab him, and the villain's like, "Oh, how'd you know he was there?" <laughs> he did not attempt to physically alter or stop anything yeah. in this film. He just chases in a car. And then he always escapes via like zip wire. Yep. Like he gets lifted off like like he's on stage for Peter Pan. Yeah, he didn't even have really any cool gadgets either. There was that slime shit that he put on the diamond display he case. Had a yeah. Few. He had a few. He had that, but then he also had the 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 high the the pressurized oh, yeah. water gun that like it froze broke, the lock. Yeah, he broke off a oh. lock. He had a piece of velcro that connected to his phone. That disarmed an alarm pipe system. Cleaner. Well, that was a callback because Liz, the cop, was like, by the way, this security system, you could disable that oh. with a phone and a pipe cleaner. And he had yeah. it. Oh, Which is honestly that. kind of funny that he had like when he, he like has like his little burglar tools and he mm-hmm. unzips this like intense case and there's, there's just a, a pink pipe cleaner. Yep. Okay, so good. he didn't have enough cool gadgets. We could have used more. That's yeah. me. Admitting that the stakes were low. Yeah, if you're going to not put a gun in here, then you need your guy to be like an Anton Chigurh. You need your yeah. guy to like make creative use of of these things a lot more frequently. Mm-hmm. Or, or I guess just MacGyver is better. Anton Chigurh is a little too much for a Disney movie, yeah. but Mac- or at least, a bad MacGyver. At least make him a physical threat. Like he... Well, he never laid oh, his I hands. Oh, I could body this man. He never laid and his I hands on anybody. Yeah, he he was, didn't try and grab anything, anybody. He was like built like John Mulaney. I would yeah. punch him in the face, and he would go, "Right, what's all this then?" <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Oh, yeah. I'm scum. He needed a gun. Uh, Liz, the cop, needed a gun bad. She had a taser. Taser was cool. And skipping to the end, they. Uh, find everybody in this warehouse and all the cops converge on the location and they're taking down the door. Not one of those cops has a gun. No. They have a battering ram and nobody has a gun. Yeah. They don't, ha- they're not even, there's no guns anywhere on them. And uh, you know what? You know well, what? You that's know what? the future. How it, yeah. We how want. it should be. How yeah. it should be. This is the future liberals want. <laughs> More straws and less guns. Turn in More your gun. One st- we'll give you a straw. More one star reviews. We love it. So Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, Sorry. cancel us. Oh so, god, I'd love to be canceled. Me too. Yeah. What Just change change my name and move to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Grow a mustache, shave it off. Mm-hmm. Get a comedy special, do a book tour. Hey, what, so uh, I what know <laughs> I know that these two uh main characters need to be together for the plot of the movie to work, but there were so many instances where they should have just left each other and and that would be the end of their interaction. Like when Liz gets arrested, why did this unrelated teenager go with her to the police station? Obviously, this woman cannot give you a ride anymore. That's the only reason you were with her, so you could get a ride. You cannot get that ride now that this person has been arrested. Mm, out of oh, a sense of And also, they introduce the fact that taxis do exist in this world. Yeah, yeah, ever heard of a taxi? No, no taxis. You have to take Ubers or U-cabs. <laughs> okay, fine. So take an Uber or a U-cab because they exist. Like, 
They're part of the plot later on. Yeah, and this is clearly not like a coastal city. I can't imagine yeah. an Uber or UCAB would be more than like $10 to get wherever you need to go. They also, like building on what you said, that like they didn't have to go together, they met this day. Yeah, this everything in this movie takes place in one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and you want to know what that day is? Prom, prom a bad day, hair day. It bad is hair. a bad hair day. Oh wow, yeah. You know, I, I I do think that it's kind of nice that the pre- the premise of this movie you could give it in one pitch. It all starts with a bad hair day. Like I, I think everyone can relate to that. Even if you have short hair, you can relate to like, oh, I had a bad hair day. That sets a bad tone for the rest of the day. And you know what? It sure did. Yeah. Mm. Your dad gets kidnapped. Your car gets impounded. Your, your hair mom, looks like shit. You fail your driving test. Your hair looks like shit. Your mom left ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe the only, maybe the only better like opening line for this movie besides Monica, it's prom, would be if she just looked in the mirror and went, "Oh." Fuck. Yeah, actually, that was my decom f bomb. <laughs> that was the first word in the movie. Was either she looks at her phone and sees like a missed call or that it's prom or whatever, or she looks in the mirror, her hair breaks off. Just fuck. Yeah, listeners. In case you didn't know, if this was a PG thirteen movie, you get to say the f word one time, and that leads us to the decom f bomb. So I actually did have a different one. I just thought of that one now, and I'm glad that you also had the same thought, Ryan. Yep. But uh, I swear that I heard the adult woman say fuck in this movie. Um, when they're in the store at the mall trying to return the dress, and they start looking at sunglasses, and this this woman is like... Um, she she is not well. Like She's walking around <laughs> in sweats, so you know she's not well. That is the movie trope. And she looks at these sunglasses and she sees they're $540 and she just keeps screaming like $540, $540. And then she starts whispering and I swear she said $540. fucking Yeah. I, I, I really thought she said it. I wrote down that exact moment. I'm not even kidding. It's in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I swear I heard it. You're so right. Yeah. I bet she did it on like an outtake. Yeah. <laughs> and it made it into the movie somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, think, yeah. Brennan, go ahead. No, no, I feel like you were right there with the uh, $540. That that was A, number one for me, but I also thought, so th- her car gets impounded at some point, and Arnie, the impound guy, before, uh, that scene is so fucking long. Oh, man, it but is. It's so, so many scenes in this movie are long, but whatever. I, there was like a point where I was like watching this movie, and I was just like snipping my fingers like scissors. Yeah. <laughs> like I was just like, cut it out. Oh, my God. It's like watching improv that just goes on too long. Like, the banter, they just keep going. They're like, oh, you need 10 more lines about each other? Like, Jesus. This movie did, I wouldn't say it mastered, but it frequently applied the technique of repeating the same line three times for comedic effect. Like, one person says it, other person says it sarcastically, first person says it again. Yeah. That's comedy, baby. And then there was always callbacks of, like, oh, I'm colorblind, like, I'm your Aunt Hilda. Too many of Too, too many. But anyway, the, the F-bomb is Arnie is the impound guy because Liz loves her car. The police officer, Liz, loves her car very much. His, its name is Carlo? Brando. Brando, Brando. Brando. I think um, I was going to forget that yeah, name. That's true. Um, and Arnie, the impound guy, 
turns out like in the beginning when they first meet him, he's just a ball of rage. Like I just imagined him screaming at all. Like just one of those things where he starts screaming and his face turns red. He's like, you fucking what? fill out the fucking paperwork. And then they cut to like all the dead faces at the impound lot, just <laughs> staring blankly as they're getting like berated by Arnie. <laughs> I don't care if it was J Edgar fucking Hoover himself. <laughs> that was good. That was, that was good. Brandon, go for it. Um, mine's kind of lame. It's just the teenage main character had so many stupid lines yeah. And one of them, her boyfriend goes on another date with a girl, but it's not just any girl. It's, quote, my arch rival. Mm, yeah. And I just she says it to her boyfriend's face and the arch rival's face. And I just want the arch rival to be like, I don't fucking know you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that a true failure of the Disney Channel original movies is capturing the real feeling between teen female rivals because yeah. it's never they never are like outwardly mean to each other yeah. from everything i've seen in like you know having five younger sisters and working for nine years at a summer camp with a lot of teen girls is that the battlefield is fought with all smiles huh. like you you your your ammunition is is befriending other people it's being nice to other people it's doing things that box someone else out and yeah. i feel like it's more like what brennan said where so if someone does get mad and they show it the other person's like oh what are you talking about like mm -hmm. that's so much more vicious than like yeah oh yeah well fuck you too it's it's just like like i don't think about you at all yeah yeah right they win exactly. immediately yeah. when they also, do that brandon you have five what younger sisters what you mean, girl brothers? Oh yes, I have five <laughs> younger girl bros. Wow, your parents have a lot of girl sons, don't they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> I'm the boy's son, uh, and they're all girl sons. Oh, what a fun movie this wasn't. Hey, you know what I did really like? I like that when Monica gets a meal, she gets four corn dogs. Yes, yeah. that was awesome. And That's when Liz tried to meal. take one. She slapped her hand and no, said, no, no, my corn dog. No, that's some girl boss shit. I liked that a lot. I don't know if I've ever had a corn dog. I guess. Have oh, you ever had four boss. corn dogs? No. God. Brandon, when you have four corn dogs, you will not believe the empowerment you feel. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You, you can see sounds. Around three, <laughs> you go, what's happening? And then the fourth hits and you go, whoa. Yeah. The fourth dimension opens up to you. Nice. <laughs> And then you throw up. Four corn dogs is the sound much, of the universe. Much like vibrating. ayahuasca, you also throw up on four corn dogs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, something I noticed in this movie is that in the second half, there's a ton of bad transitions. Like I can't imagine it, it could have been that hard to write the the back half of this movie, but. There's like a wipe transition that was really weird and they didn't need it. Like they could have, I don't remember where they were, but I remember seeing the wipe transition and thinking they could have just walked out of the room and that would have been the end of, and then just cut to the next scene. And there was a fade to black transition that was also super weird. They didn't have to do either of those things. I wish was there that? was the, the cube transition where it like 
there's the scene <laughs> and then it like minimizes a little and then it spins the cube and then it like zooms back. <laughs> I think they did that in Frenemies. Like when they transitioned from like one, scr- <laughs> like, you know, one story screen to another. Yeah. Or like, like the heart or the star. Yeah. Nothing star but star wipes. wipes. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know about you guys. My favorite PowerPoint uh, animation was the one that like it just spun around, but it spun around really slowly and had to do it three times. Yep. And I would always <laughs> do it because it would just lengthen. Like someone tells you, oh, you got to do it like a five to ten minute presentation. OK, I'll just have the, yeah. the swivel. And that I'm animation lasts like ten seconds on its own. It's like I'd like to start this presentation off with the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> <laughs> I pledge allegiance. Swivel, 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 swivel. <laughs> to the flag. Swivel, 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 swivel. <laughs> All right, yes. what else? <laughs> something else, something else about this movie. I'll, I'll tell you one thing I really liked about this movie. Poopy. Poopy uh, the dog. Uh, Poopy the dog. It's Arnie's dog. Yeah, uh, Arnie the Arnie impound, the impound man. operator. I love Poopy. That's, that's a bad name. I love it's a Poopy terrible also. name, but, but it's a picture. There's a picture on the wall of like him and his dog in a matching shirt. And it just says in like Times New Roman. Or no, it, it was... It was a sans serif font. I think it was Ariel. It just says, in all caps, poopy. Poopy. <laughs> Weren't there quotation marks, too? Yes, there were. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. This is my dog. Mm, mm, poopy. poopy. Why'd you air quote that? And then that is the password to the SQL database that uh, oh, yes. busts into is okay. poopy. Okay, so um, there is like a minor Sherlock Holmes aspect to this where Liz, the former cop, is just like profiling things and like draw, making conclusions yeah. based on what she sees. Um, do you guys use pets as your passwords? I think we could talk about this on the air because you'll just change it like tomorrow. Uh, I used to, but not anymore. I, I don't I think to. I ever did because my parents did. And I was like, well, I can't have the same passwords as my parents and they have the same pets I do. I used to for sure. Like no, like team, like high school, it was like pets for sure. I have a phrase that I have used as like a password for everything, like in variations for for forever, probably since middle school. And I don't, and I didn't know what it was from. And then a couple years ago, I realized upon rewatching a movie that it's from National Treasure, <laughs> and I have been using this phrase forever. Wow. So, all I have so to what do is, is it? Yeah. Here at the wall. No, it's not that. Um, <laughs> don't tread on me. Yeah, see, mine's six, similar. Nine, six, nine. <laughs> mine's similar, except it's from Zoolander, and it's Kill the Prime Minister of Malaysia. <laughs> What's the song? Relax? Yeah. Relax. yeah it's don't just do relax. This. Um, but yeah, that whole scene, like I talked about in my F-bomb, that scene with Arnie takes forever. Liz is like awkward, just being like complimenting his forehead. She goes, you have a very nice forehead. Oh, yeah, that was a whole bit that like she yeah. doesn't know how to, quote, flirt. Yeah. But also this movie's idea of flirting is just talking to talking. people and relating yeah, to them. Yeah, so really what she doesn't know how to do is talk to people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't know how to rely on anyone but herself, and that goes with, like, she just insults everybody else. But Arnie... <sighs> I'm conflicted because if he was sillier, he would have been my favorite character. But he just by he was on screen for so long that I was like, this poor guy, this poor man. Yeah, I I literally was like, 
he goes home from his job at the impound lot and Poopy hasn't eaten all day. And he has to like, <laughs> oh, poor, Poopy. poor Poopy. And like, he can't really afford like a dog sitter. So Poopy's just like sit and d- bulldogs sit like a poo bear. Like they, they <laughs> sit real weird. So Poopy's <laughs> just sitting with him with his underbite and he's breathing real heavy. And he's like, ha- he's really hungry. Yeah, I just, I really got into this guy's uh Backstory. I was also on ayahuasca when I watched this. <laughs> I think that instead of like a bloopers credit scene, there should have been a credit scene of Liz and Artie on that date that yeah. they, they had to go yes. on. And, and where he, I, I mean, he had a great finishing line in his scene where he just goes, I'll bring my forehead because that's yeah. what Liz complimented <laughs> him on. That was very funny. And I like that he leaned into it. But I would have loved to see them just like at a restaurant and she went even though she didn't want to. But there is some chemistry. And no, because she's in she's into a sexy cop, man. Yeah, but that was so poorly done. Like they 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 just had like like Monica looks at this. Monica's a teen girl and she looks at these two adults talking and says, oh, you guys have a thing for each other where they truly just have. A, a a co-worker relationship. Yes. There is nothing that they said to each other that indicates partners. anything beyond we worked together. No, they, they had no chemistry whatsoever. No. He was just cordial to her because they were literally partners on the police force. No. They, they were closer than she was with other people and then... Uh, what's her name? Monica is like, oh my god! She literally goes, "He's hot." They call so many people hot. I think every man in this movie, except like the dad, is called yeah. hot. Yes. Yeah, and then she gets called hot at the end by her friend after she gets her little haircut. The friend's like, yeah. "Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. You, look, you look hot." Mm-hmm. This is another little thing about the boyfriend I forgot to mention. In addition to his like fifteen bracelets, he's wearing a pin. That just says poverty with like a cancel <laughs> sign through it, <laughs> like an X through poverty. Like, oh, oh my god, he's so brave. Way to make a statement, pal. Yeah. <laughs> poverty, no, pro- no poverty no allowed. No thank you, poverty. Get out of here. Poverty is canceled. I'm not afraid to tell poverty to hit the road, guys. Maybe this is a controversial opinion, but I don't think anyone should be. Poor. No. Well, I think poverty stinks. Poverty is a mindset. That's right. You just right. have to not and just think that you're poor. Stop Cancel being that poor. mindset. I'm Paris Hilton. Stop being poor. <laughs> My name's Gary V, and I think kindness is delicious, and you can build a business off kindness. And follow me on Instagram, and I'll tell you how to be rich like me. Sell old toys. All right, we, we, we've talked a long time. Do we have anything else for this movie? You know what I have to say? Fuck. Mm-hmm. One I, line that just it infuriated me. When Liz first comes into the house uh, where Monica is and she's upstairs like hiding, like take, putting the necklace away to take it out. Um, Monica has cooked breakfast and it's like a sunny side egg. And she, Liz, the adult, just goes, mmm, dippy eggs. Oh, dippy eggs. <laughs> yeah. Dippy eggs. I was like, shut, I out loud went, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like dippy eggs. Dippy eggs. Also, dippy there was eggs. no payoff with that. It's like she makes a mess in the kitchen, so you thought maybe something would be revealed. But no, it was just yeah. like a funny gag that wasn't She drops right. the picture of uh, Monica and her boyfriend. 
into it. Of, oh, into right. The that, I mean, I, I did enjoy just the error of like, you know, trying to lick up the, the eggs, but it was yeah. dumb. Like it, it doesn't require like any skill to write that scene. Yeah. Speaking of error, speaking of goofs, I uh, am perusing the IMDb page of this film as we do sometimes when we talk about them mm-hmm. uh, under the goofs section. I, and I quote, unlike what Monica said at the beginning of the movie, Lying to an FBI agent in hindrance of her duties can be a federal felony in many circumstances. Whoa. That's someone's idea of a goof. A goof. Yeah. There was a legit goof, though, that I noticed that it was a perfectly sunny day, and then they drive to another location, like in the park, and everything is soaked. Like, it's a cloudy day, and it had rained. It had, like, torrentially downpoured. That's I, a goof. I, I do really like the idea of, like, the... The AD and the director and whoever just like sitting in, in you know, um, oh, there's a name for where they sit. It's like Dailies. it's not it's not Camera City or oh, Director uh, City. Um, monitor Land. So, yeah, there's something there's like some that. name for it. I'll think of it. Um, but they're sitting there and they're like, should we like do something? Should we like shoot this another time? And they're like, no, we we just do- it doesn't matter. We don't have time. And the script supervisor is sitting there pulling their hair out like, we need to change the <laughs> day. We can't shoot it now. It rained. But it doesn't matter. Guys, I just realized why I recognize the driver's ed instructor. I, I don't know if anybody, I don't know if anybody watched this. The driver's ed instructor is one of the coaches in Blue Mountain State, and that's why I Whoa. recognized him. Oh, I definitely didn't, but good yeah. On, oh good my on you god, for that useless pickup. Oh yeah, no, I because <laughs> I was watching the movie yesterday, and like I know I recognize this man. He's funny. Why do I recognize him? He's he's the assistant coach in Blue Mountain State, the one that's not an alcoholic. Wow. Yeah. That was kind of a funny scene with the driver's ed instructor. It was. Yeah, I was mean, good. he's a good comedic actor. So yeah, yeah it was. It was good. Um, I I did like that he was just along for the ride as like plot developments were happening because I felt like the plot was getting kind of stale. Yeah. But having a an uninvolved third party just like this is ridiculous actually did kind of work. Yeah, and it was a car chase scene, which is nice. Yeah, you don't get many of those. Where they didn't go over the speed limit. They had to say that explicitly. (laughs) (laughs) Even though they used a nitrous boost. Yeah, and and Aston Martin. (laughs) That whole push the red button thing could have been so much better. Yeah. You you can't draw out a push the red button. You have to just scream, push the red button. Because, so, the, the bad guy is driving right next to them. And then the push the red button sequence of, like, talking about it lasted over... 20 seconds so this guy's just politely driving next to them just waiting for them to do something uh, i gotta, I gotta push the red button no Maybe no, no you can't pull- push the red button haven't you ever seen a movie yeah yeah i've seen movies but i'm gonna i'm gonna push the red button no no, no don't push the red button yeah I'm gonna push the red button <laughs> that's what happened <sighs> yes i have i i only have one other thing that i want to point out from this movie and it's nothing in particular uh the the police chief looks like if John Voigt was asked to dress up as Susie Orman. That's, that's, wow. That's it. That's wow. the only other thing I have to say. I thought you were going to say Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones. Kind of, yes. But l- look look at her again. And She's John Voigt. It's John Voigt and Susie Orman. I thought that it, it looked like if Jane Lynch was asked to dress up as um, Eddie Redmayne. Also, wow. also good. Yes. Wow. Yes, very accurate. And that's funny because I've always thought that Eddie Redmayne 
would be like if Glenn Close was told to dress like a man. Wow. White people love Wayne Brady because he makes Brian Gumble look like Malcolm X. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Are they going to say rest in peace, Malcolm X? Uh, and rest in peace, <laughs> Malcolm X. Yeah, rest in power. Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney is the guy that said That's that. That's right. Okay, I, th- I think we have to rate this movie. <laughs> One last thing, super small. The pawn shop that a lot of this centers around, that's where the necklace was sold uh-huh. from. It's called Mookie's Closet. Mookie's Closet? Really enjoyed I that a lot. I know that. Mookie's Closet. Also, hey, everybody, come on down to Mookie's Closet. We what? got instruments. We got books. We got chairs. We got $7 million necklaces. Yeah, what a fuck up Mookie made. It's like, you, bro, you can't tell that this is a real diamond. You think yeah. this is fucking costume jewelry. You're going to sell it to a teen girl. You know that jewelry ends up in pawn shops all the goddamn time. If you run a pawn shop, you have to know what real jewelry is. Down here at the pawn shop. Ryan, Mookie's Closet sounds like a Sticky album. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, one other thing that bothered me, and then I'm done for real. I'm putting my notebook down. This means I'm done. Um, When they finally show up to prom and Monica's friend Sierra runs out and says, Oh my God, by the way, you won prom. You got elected prom queen. And then she wasn't there yet. She just showed up. And then she walks in. And then like the next scene is her about to go give the speech. So did they announce the prom winners and then just wait for her to give the speech? Were they all just like standing there waiting? Seems boring. Yeah, it seems like you would announce it and they would walk right onto stage. Yeah, it would not have been hard to do that. Unless it was like obvious that everyone had voted for her, and she was like, oh, you definitely won. It would have been a very easy fix, like a 30-minute time in filming the thing where they just filmed somebody saying that she won. So they took exit polls on all of the teams (laughs) who voted for Prom Queen, and they all said they voted for whatever her name was. Molly, Miranda, whatever her name was. I was wondering how she was tracking. One of the things that she was tracking in in addition to polls about her outfits was prom queen results in real time. Yeah. So she set up bots to call prospective voters. It was it was robocalling. Yes. That I do like the did. idea that like every hour Every teen is texting someone else to say something like, "Oh, by the way, I am going to vote for I'm voting Monica. for. I'm yeah. changing. Oh, my by vote. the way, I'm switching to Ashley." Yeah. I, yeah, and then the, the okay, we'll get into the end of it. But I, all I could think of at the very end, we didn't even talk about the conflict between one of the conflicts for Monica is: does she go to state for college or oh. does she go to MIT? Oh, I forgot all about that. And she, she was useless. Like a useless she, plot point. And she's like, uh, all my friends are going to state, so I'm, I just want to be with them. First of all, ditch your high school friends and go to MIT. Yes. Second of all. I don't like that this movie hated on state schools. Yeah, Both of the scenarios were bad, and she should yeah. just go to whatever school would make her happy. But I guarantee you, Monica, spending all of your time with her high school friends is not going to make you happy. No. But I, I will say, she, at her prom queen acceptance speech, goes, I have another announcement. I've decided I'm going to MIT. And I, all I could think is, she got like a, like a standing ovation for that. 
all I could think was like if that was real life, just the kind of tepid like oh yeah, like couple claps you'd get yeah. of like why was that like ugh? <laughs> why? Yeah, like we're all on the edge this? of our seat in this high yeah, school. Can you hear yourself? Jesus, <laughs> put we're all the going music to state back schools. on. Fuck you, yeah. But on Get Low by Lil John. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that whole plot point was ridiculous. Also, let's. We we can't. We've already talked so goddamn long. But the way that they shoehorned in, like her whole, the whole point of her speech was, we all belong. You know, yeah. Hell yeah. What was the law? Oh yeah, whatever, whatever you are, whoever you are, you just have to be that person. Ugh. That was the point of her speech. And like that's supposed to be the lesson that you get from the movie. I didn't get shit for, about that no. from lesson. this movie. No. And like, yes, I love. That Disney Channel, like, you know, 20 years too late, has decided that an LGBTQ presence is good. But first of all, there's none of that in this movie. And just saying that you should be whatever person you want to be doesn't really make that message feel true even a little bit. Because it doesn't fit. No. Because she literally doesn't know what person she wants to be. It's not like she was like, I know what I want and everyone's telling me I shouldn't. She was like, I just look to other people to tell me what I am. Nothing in this movie teaches you that. You know? Yes. There's yeah. got there's got to be someone in history who like has done a thing like she did and just put every single aspect of their of their livelihood up. For Amelia Earhart. Yep. Vote. Amelia Earhart. She didn't really disappear. She just she just fucked off and said, "I'm done with you people." That's the real lesson. Abandon it's kind of, everyone. It's kind of like Yes Man, where it's like right. Uh, like, I'm just going to say, I'm going to blindly do whatever comes to me. That's kind of what she's doing. She's just like, okay, everyone's saying I do it, so I do it. That All right, let's rate this. Oh, John Wayne Gacy. Yep. <laughs> That's a good one. John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, Brandon, let's do it. Um, thumbs up or thumbs down. That's our rating system. That's it. In case you didn't know. Yeah. Brennan, you do it. All right. I, I don't have anything. First, no one can see this, but uh, my contact is bugging out. So I'm like rubbing my eyes. So I'm, this movie is literally blinding me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, was just, that. it was stupid. It was dumb. It, it made no sense. A lot of them do. But this one, like, honestly, anything from the past 10 years, well, anything from like 2010 beyond, it's just a, it's from DCOM era. It's just a piece of crap. So thumbs down. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a mess. It's like an irredeemable mess. And the amount of banter and how long the scenes go on, just it's painful. Uh, thumbs down. I don't know, guys. Maybe you should try watching it at double speed because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, you know, it was a quirky buddy comedy there were a lot of goofs and gags, uh, you know, stuff that was repeated ad nauseum. But shit's mm. funny if you repeat it ad nauseum, right? That's what comedy is. Hey, repetition is the True. sincerest form of comedy. Um, True. But this movie does not deserve a thumbs up in any way, shape, <laughs> or form. It was objectively garbage, and uh, I regret watching it. Um, thumbs down. Brandon. I'm going to say something that's going to upset you guys. Oh, we, my oh, God. No, no, no. Okay, it's going to upset you more than you think. <sighs> There's a top 10 decom for me. What the 
actual hell? Whoa. Okay, okay. So it might be circumstantial. So like right before I watched this movie, I I, I did a self care night. Like I, I I I drew a bath. I like I poured some rosé. I put on Sade. I I had a really nice time. And then I went to watch this movie. I was very relaxed. And uh, no, I, I I did laugh. Yes, it's stupid. Okay, yes, the repetition is way too much, and it's dumb. And the second half is largely not good. It doesn't matter. I liked this movie. It's even weirder that like I normally watch this with with Kate. I normally watch this with my wife, and she was she's away for the weekend, so I was watching it alone. And I did think like, oh, how am I gonna like enjoy this if I can't bounce? jokes off of somebody else but i did really like it this one was fun i give it a thumbs up i enjoyed it i got i gotta say i was more on the fence than i let on with my review i was up until i would say a little bit like through the movie yesterday i was where you were brandon i it it was more Mm. fun than i expected for a little while right i agree with that but then all we did was rip it to shreds just now. So yeah, I, we kind of have to, though. Well, yeah. But I can't give a thumbs up to a movie that we just ripped to shreds because it's garbage. Like, you know, if we objectively yeah. analyze it, it's trash. Oh, it's trash. I, the, I don't about think it. I have ever written down as many quotes from a movie as I did for this one. It's crazy. Uh, like the orphans, babe. They, they count on me. I thought that was great. If I drop these sunglasses, I have to mortgage my house. Was actually very funny. Yeah, that was funny. I like that line. And when, when Monica catches her boyfriend cheating on her with her arch rival... He said, the orphans canceled. Yeah. Which I did. (laughs) That was pretty good. And then when Liz is insulting the boyfriend and calling him, like, I don't know, some stupid thing, schlubby or fat or whatever, he goes, I have a body mass index of like 4%, which was also very funny. Yes. I I did think that there were lots of funny things in this movie. And granted, the whole, like, mother figure to Monica was so terrible. And that whole scene where they were like sitting in a junkyard and she was saying like, if I was your mom, this is what I would tell you. I just stopped. I I wasn't, I went on my phone at that point. It was bad and it was dumb. But overall, I enjoyed this movie more than I disliked it. It is definitely a thumbs up for me. I liked it. Well, you're still in movie picking jail. That's fine. I mean, I was before I made this decision. So you know what? I'll double down on it. Eat my shorts. Give me two movie jails. You guys pick them. All right. Sounds good. You get a life sentence in yeah. movie jail. Yeah. 25 to life. Fine. <laughs> no possibility of parole. Cool. So, folks, that's the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Thanks for listening. You can like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, he kids, but you should. Do all of those things. We're on Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. We're on Twitter at Tipsy Panel. Email us to ask us things. I don't know. Uh, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. Um, call don't. the DCTP hotline, 914-863-1613. Yeah, please call because the phone number is going to expire if I don't use it. So just call, Ooh. please. Just okay, call. that's good to know. I'll give you a call. Just yeah, so and uh, don't, don't do the Twitter thing with us because we don't use it. Not very often, no. Instagram is more where we're at. But that's our show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Tune in next time. We'll have another decom for you. Bye. Bye. One star. Give the eggs. <laughs> Give the eggs, dude. Is that like a regional thing? Those are just eggs. <laughs>
to Montreal. <laughs>